Okay, we'll try this again. As I was saying, as a kid, I was terrified of thunderstorms. On a family vacation to Colorado, we had to pass through Kansas, and having watched a little too much of The Wizard of Oz, perhaps, <laughs> as a kid, I thought that every storm, if we were in a storm in Kansas, we were about to be blown away by a tornado. Last May, I was reminded a bit of that childhood terror, that feeling of helplessness, a couple of times when we had to bundle Abigail up and take her downstairs. And some of you experienced it even more so. Storms, are, storms can be frightening because there's not much you can do when you're in a thunderstorm. You can find a sturdy shelter and cover yourself. You can pray, but you can't make the storm go someplace else. You have to ride it out. And the same is true for our lives. We have little control over many of the storms that have come our way. And it seems like these last few years have been especially stormy, haven't they? There's been COVID, there's violence in our nation, division, economic woes, wars, and not on top of that, our own personal illnesses and anxieties. But these storms aren't all recent. I read a shocking thing this week. It's, it seems like there's been an uptick in anxiety in our country for quite a while. In December of 2000, over 22 years ago, which doesn't seem right to me, but there you go, two studies suggested that the average school-aged child experienced greater anxiety than the average child who was a psychiatric patient in the 1950s. So, in such stormy times with so much anxiety, it's worth considering what our lives are built upon. Where have we centered our lives? In what or in whom do we place our trust? On Christ the Rock? Or on the shifting sands of our abilities, our connections, our personal resources? Are we built by the Spirit of Christ? Or rather, are we built by the Spirit of the times, which tempts us to manipulate and control? Our gospel begins with a warning against such manipulation. These words of Jesus, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom, may frighten us. They may sound like we have to earn our salvation by what we do, that it's totally up to us. But that is precisely what Jesus is speaking against. Jesus is, warns us against using our good deeds as a tool to get what we want, as our shelter in the storm. See, that's what's happening with those who tell Jesus didn't we cast out demons and work miracles and prophesy in your name? Didn't we do all this great stuff like build wonderful churches with the best programming, the best band, and the best pastor? Didn't we make a great name for ourselves? I mean, you, Lord? Such good works aren't really done for Christ and the gospel, but to enhance one's own reputation. They're the equivalent of building one's house on the sand. Rather, 
Jesus calls us to be built on him, our rock. And to be built on him means receiving his radical grace, which kills our egocentric self and raises a new self. So we may, as Luther says, belong to Christ, live under him in his kingdom, and serve him in blessedness, righteousness, and innocence forever. This divine building project begins in baptism. And I'm a little bit, there are builders here today, so I'm always a little nervous when I'm talking about something I have no real direct knowledge about. But here, but here we go. This divine building project that is ourselves begins at baptism. And that's where the Spirit tears down the rotting wood, the faulty wiring, the leaky plumbing, the crumbling ceilings of our old selves. Everything within us that has been touched by the rot of sin, death, and the devil is destroyed in our baptism. And we're made into new dwellings, built on a new foundation. That rotten decay still surfaces throughout our lives, but the new building built on a new foundation will endure forever. As Paul writes, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. We're built by the Holy Spirit on Christ our rock. That is the church. And built on that rock, we endure every storm. That doesn't mean things aren't going to be rocky, rocky at times. Every one of us have experienced stormy weather. And we will undoubtedly experience more. Nowhere in this extended metaphor Jesus uses does he say that storms won't come. There will certainly be storms. And we may be tempted to fear what might happen in the future. Indeed, all of our anxiety is about what could possibly happen, what might go wrong. But when we are built on Christ, up to his code, through the Spirit, we have no need to fear. And we are certainly built in him because we are baptized. We have that shalom in the storm. After all, that is what we're about as the church, aren't we? We proclaim a gospel that gives people the shalom they so desperately long for. So many people feel like they're missing something. So many people's fears dominate their lives. So many people live believing that only their resources, abilities, or reputations can save them. Even people of faith can, can fall victim to this lie, thinking that our value, that our worth lies in what we do. We know differently. God in Christ comes to us. The Spirit opens our hearts and our ears to hear Christ's word, to receive him, to be built on him. And then, saved by his grace and not by what we can do, the Spirit leads us to live differently than the world around us, to live according to the Sermon on the Mount. If you want to know the will of God, look at the Sermon. That is where we find the things that make for shalom. Things like mercy, justice, right relationship with God and neighbor. 
not using our neighbors for our own purposes, but seeing them as made in the same image of God that we are. To not use Jesus' name to enhance our own reputations, our own greatness. To leave worry behind. To let all of those anxieties go. To not condemn others. To treat others as we wish to be treated. All these actions are prompted by the Holy Spirit. They are doing the will of God prompted by the Spirit, which builds us on Christ. You see the difference? We're not doing this to earn anything. We're doing this because we have been made new. Know then, beloved people of God, that we are indeed built on that rock. The prophet Isaiah said it best 2,500 years ago. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Nothing can move that rock. He is our shelter, our shalom, in the time of storm. Let's pray. Lord God, remind us that we aren't built on what we do, but on your Son, Jesus Christ, and what he has done. Help us to be wise and receive your Spirit, which builds us up in him. Amen.